0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show coming to you on this Sunday. Pre, uh, hopping into uh, our Advanced Metcon series here, July the fifth, twenty twenty. Hopefully, finds you guys staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. And so, while the gyms are closed down again, I'm still dropping you guys as many of the Sunday Advanced Metcons I can, basically with body weight, dumbbells, or kettlebells. In fact, uh, we're actually going to make this into a full-on program here, probably sometime late August for everybody. So if you love the Sunday Advanced Metcons, we're putting together a series, I think, of about 25 of them. Uh, And we'll make that... That, for surely will be the hardest program we have ever done. I'm still working on how to kind of formulate it so it makes sense, so people don't (laughs) die. But uh, I know you guys love them, so that is actually coming up uh, on the horizon. But before I jump into today's episode... Uh this podcast is brought to you by my homies over at Beam, beamtlc.com. If you guys ever want to try any of their CBD products, uh hit me up. I have a link that will always get Jeremy Scott fitness listeners 20% off everything on the site forever until the end of time. And uh I love their stuff. Obviously, you know, I've had the founders both on the podcast. They flowed here. Uh super good dudes. Uh, their CBD is 100% THC free, so it will not get you high. You'll have to go to your homies uh, to get some of that stuff. So this one will not uh, show up on a drug test. Uh, it's not going to, you know, make you want to crush Funyuns and uh, Reese's peanut butter cups at midnight. Uh, but it will help with a whole plethora of other things. I actually been taking the Dream uh, capsules every single night and uh... just for sleep honestly uh... and obviously you know they do say it helps with stress and this is a this is a stressful time for many people all around the world especially in america with all the shit that's going on and uh... you know just like when you think you're gonna get out of it it pulls you back in so uh... the dream capsules that i've been taking obviously they have the the nano cbd in there but they also have melatonin in there which if you guys are familiar melatonin is the hormone that you know uh, the body naturally produces to trigger uh, an evening kind of rest or sleep cycle. It also has magnesium in there, which is shown to help with stress reduction and also mood regulation, and also the L-theanine, which is the amino acid that's found in, uh, you can promote, uh, I guess, like the alpha waves in the brain, uh, which is associated with like a, a wakeful uh, relaxation. And again, for me, what I've noticed taking CBD before I go to sleep uh, not that I th- I say like it feels like I'm knocked out, but it helps me stay asleep, so I get like a more restful sleep. I have less disturbances other than to wake up to pee. Uh, so I've been taking the the Beam CBD, uh, the tincture for a long time, and then recently I just hopped onto the Dream capsules. They also have a powder uh, you can use too. If you guys are watching me on YouTube right now, uh, it's just like these. It comes in these like little packs. Uh, and again has the lion's mane in there as well. If you take in the clarity product, which they say helps the brain function, so I need that. So, guys are interested in uh, you know, easing some anxiety and getting rid of some stress and having a better quality sleep and doing it in a natural way without using, you know, harsher pharmaceuticals, hit me up. I'll send you a link for 20% off everything on the beam site always and forever because you guys are jimmy Scott Fitness supporters. So, appreciate beam and all of you listening. So, Without further delay, today's podcast episode, we're talking about bacon and the truth about bacon and here's how you can properly add bacon into your diet. I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. Uh, most of you guys are probably bacon fans for sure. Actually, the guy uh, in here probably like a couple weeks ago before we you know had to close down and all that fun shit. He was telling me he rode his bike to a, a local place here and uh, tried the uh, peanut butter, jelly, and bacon uh, burger that they had on the menu. And I know they do it... I, I think if you're going to do that on a menu, you've probably perfected it, right? Like, you're not just going to throw that shit out there and have people try it if it's not amazing. And I think it's a certain kind of jam that they do, and then obviously, like, the layer of peanut butter, and then obviously the bacon is kind of uh, put in there. I think even... What did he say? It was like a... Was it a peanut butter-infused bacon or something like that? It was it was real fancy, but it sounded legit, and I'm hungry right now, so obviously anything I say uh, is going to trigger me wanting to eat that. But I've been tempted. Uh, there's a place here uh, in Scottsdale called Rehab Burger, and I've never had the, the peanut butter and jelly uh, burger there. I think theirs has bacon on that too. If not, you can probably throw it on there, but... All of it sounds amazing. I'm a burger and fries guy, and a pizza guy, and ice cream guy, and, and everything else. Just like I like all the same shit you guys do. But uh, I think a lot of times people think of bacon, they think of you know clogged arteries and love handles, and it's something that's you know terrible uh, for you to eat. And you know that's right. Eating bacon, you know, you know doesn't have to be a bad thing. I guess I'll put it that way. You know a lot of people think if you eat bacon, you are solidifying your chance of getting heart disease and a fat belly uh, and just a lifetime of health issues. But thinking this way I think is a a terrible misconception. In truth bacon is a is a good addition uh, to your diet when when used properly. Now obviously if you're listening to me and you have some underlying health issues and your doctor has advised you to never try it or touch it or be around it then please obviously listen to them. I'm just some dude in a warehouse uh, who enjoys helping people as best he can but for most of us out there I do think when used properly baking can be a good addition to your diet and it can be something that you can enjoy uh, more often than you would indulge in something like pancakes or syrups and uh, crepes and like all the sugary uh, cereals and shit like that and so that's my issue you know like obviously you know pancakes and syrups you know may look good to some people but I don't think it's good for you at all. Like They taste amazing, but I don't think there's any major health benefits of uh, pancakes and syrup or waffles and syrup, for that matter, other than you're just going to say, fuck it for the day and eat something that you want to do to uh, enjoy your life and and light up your taste buds, which, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But people will sometimes vilify, let's say, bacon and say, oh, but I ate this cereal instead. I'm like, "Eh, did you really make a better choice? And so, bacon is not an unhealthy food when it's used and chosen correctly. And as you're going through this, you're going to kind of learn, like, how to properly put bacon in your diet, and uh, we'll just dig right into it. So, what is bacon, first of all, right? Like, bacon is a cured meat. Uh, For you guys who are not familiar with what I'm talking about, it's a natural way to prevent the meat from spoiling in a way of salt and, and often nitrates that are you know traditionally comes obviously from a pig Uh, it consists of both the meat of the pig plus the fat known as the lard and bacon usually comes from either the belly of the pig the back or the sides and the amount of fat or lard if you will in the bacon depends on how fat the pig is with the belly usually being the fatter than the back especially uh, in America now today you can also find bacon made from Turkey which is also super popular I personally don't think it tastes as good, but uh, there is some good turkey bacon out there. And there's, again, everything, at least, I think everywhere, honestly. Like, we've taken uh, such simple things as humans, and we've made them uh, complex. We've made them a thing, right? So, wine there's like a trillion wines, there's a trillion beers, there's a trillion whiskeys, there's like a trillion bacons now right like styles, cuts, thicknesses, parts of the body, uh, the way that we season them or use them, uh, bacon has become fancy and I think even some of the turkey bacons are kind of going that route too but if you actually spend time reading the label of let's say like turkey bacon uh, and not all of them again I'm gonna do blanket statements here there's great products with pig bacon there's great products with turkey bacon but a lot of times people will grab let's say a turkey bacon thinking it's a a way healthier choice Uh, and then you'll see if you dig a little bit deeper in in the laundry list of ingredients uh, a lot of them probably aren't great for you now again there is some awesome ones out there but a lot of times people just grab stuff and they don't do any research that's why I say the average person is you know rather lazy uh, with what they put in their body yet they'll research like a trip or they'll watch you know six hours of Netflix but they'll, they won't they will look at the label of a food item at the store for more than 15 seconds now when you look at some of the ingredients uh, some of the processed shit right you'll have like the like, hydrolyzed like corn gluten soy protein wheat gluten um, some of the silicone like dioxide and, and and nitrates are going to be packed in there especially in America and obviously you know, if there's ever a time to be more health conscious than ever, I, I believe it would be now during uh, like this global, like a pandemic, right? Like when, and again, anything can happen to anybody, anytime. But I think when you put yourself in a position to be successful, meaning you exercise, you get quality sleep, you drink water, uh, you, you pump your body full of greens, and uh, you, you get real whole nutrient dense foods, you're going to be better than the people who are just kind of throwing shit uh, all up in their system. And in America, I believe now the number is like, what is it, 70% of people, are overweight that's a lot dude that means seven out of ten people you see walking on the street are overweight that means seven out of ten of your neighbors when you drive down ten houses seven out of the ten have people who are overweight and have some excess weight to lose and that's uh that's a rough place to be in man and then you add on top of that some other health issues that come into play and it becomes hard for the body to fight things off and so That's why I say uh, I try to make these episodes to to educate you as best we can in terms of what is healthy. Now, I do think the Europeans have it uh, right. Like all over Germany, uh, pork reigns supreme. Um, From bacon to sausage to lard, no parts of the pig are left unused. And if you take a good look at, you know, the traditional Germans, you'll notice that uh, they're not as often overweight as Americans. Uh, nor do they suffer from the same uh, you know, chronic diseases that we do. No, this is a generalized blanket statement. There's unhealthy, obviously, Germans. There's ultra, ultra healthy Americans. I think in America, we have the, the two biggest extremes. I think we have some of the healthiest, fittest of all people, uh, some of them, you know, the super athletes, if you will. And then we have some of the unhealthiest people in habits. And unlike, you know, modern-day Americans, Europeans used a lard for most of their baking and cooking. Previously in the US, we used to incorporate a lot of lard into our daily diets, but with the notion, uh, you know, from the government uh, basically, that pig fat is too, quote-unquote, you know, saturated and unhealthy, we shifted uh to the use of like these hydrogenated plant oils, aka the vegetable shortenings, which actually made us sicker, fatter and have more diseased when you look at it so that's why I'm talking about like the 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 natural form of things obviously there's going to be the keto people who are listening to this and be like we told you so like I'm not saying eat you know forty six slabs of bacon a day uh... and, and throw butter in your coffee and go crazy but there is something to be said about doing things the natural route and I don't think fat is the enemy uh... you know eating fat doesn't necessarily make you fat if you're at a calorie deficit Uh, and you're eating fat, you're not going to gain weight. It's mathematically uh, impossible to do. Now, if all you're eating is processed fat and bullshit, at a surplus and not exercising, well, yeah, that becomes the issue. But again, bacon inherently is not going to do that. Coconut oil is not going to do that. Butter by itself is not going to do that. And again, I'm talking to the general public here. If you have some prescription from your doctor and they told you not to do something, please always listen to them. I'm just giving you my take here. And so why is you know, bacon better than, I guess, a lot of people would lead you to believe. Well, to understand bacon and the fat that's rich in it, the lard, right, um, that it's a healthy choice for us in our diets, along with other beneficial fats and proteins. Let's look at the, the nutritional science of the food, right? So if we took a, a tablespoon of, let's say, pure lard, and we see that it consists of an even balance of saturated and monosaturated fatty acids with some poly, uh, unsaturates, and, and, and cholesterol. So all the animal fats contain cholesterol, but no trans fat. So specifically, if we're going to break down, uh, let's say, bacon here, and uh, we're going to look at, uh, or let's go this route. Let's take this tablespoon uh, of pure lard. And if we're looking at the tablespoon, this is coming from, Uh, a study at the University of Alberta I believe uh, back in early 2000's we're talking to 5.9 grams of saturated fatty acids 6.4 grams of monosaturated fatty acids 2 grams of the poly uh, unsaturated fatty acids mostly those are omega-6 and 14 milligrams of cholesterol now if we compare that to let's say vegetable shortening uh, you're looking at 3.8 grams saturated 6.7 Uh, Monosaturated, 3.9 grams polyunsaturated, and then 2 grams of trans fatty acids, which those are man made uh, for you guys listening at home. So, and 0 grams of cholesterol. Now, what's most frightening is the trans fats that are found in the man made fake large substitutes. And as most of us know, if you've listened to this podcast and other episodes, trans fats have now been linked directly to heart disease, morbidity, and mortality. And there is a strong move to rid our shelves of the dangerous trans fats as soon as possible. That's why we try to say like when you're looking at stuff like trans fats, probably not going to be your friend. Uh, Because obviously if we know there is a direct link to heart disease, morbidity, and mortality, why would you want to throw that into your diet if you don't have to? When you can actually go a natural route that doesn't have all that man-made bullshit up in there. And I think when you look at, I think, heart disease is the number one killer of people in America per year, I think it's like something like 400,000. It's a crazy number. And again, we don't we know health is important, yet we, we don't make that a focal point of a lot of conversations. If people really understood that, that that's what's killing them and that's what's causing them to look and move and feel like shit, I think they would start making better choices. And I think we know it on some subconscious level, yet people don't make it a major priority, which is insane to me. Like Knowing if you're healthier... It doesn't. It doesn't mean you're gonna live forever. It doesn't mean I couldn't get t-boned on the way home here and drop fucking dead, or, or something else could happen to me. But it, if it puts you in a position to be more successful, if it puts you in a position to better fight off disease and infection, and if it just, if nothing else, if it doesn't prolong your life, if it just made the quality of your life while you were here better, you could jump, you could move, you could run, you could swim, you could hike, you could bike, you could do more things. You just felt better every day and more inspired. Why would you not do almost everything in your power to throw good things into your body doesn't make any sense to me so end of rant Uh, saturated fat uh, is not always bad and i know a lot of people make it seem like it is the evil and it's the devil and some people still think saturated fats are the worst thing on the planet and as a result they've you know kind of banned bacon from their homes or things in that same arena however fatty acid Experts today emphasize that saturated fat from natural sources, saturated fat from natural sources, I repeated myself there, like your meats, your dairies, your tropical oils, the palm, uh, coconut oil, which I've talked about many times on the podcast, are not detrimental for your health, but instead much better than the polyunsaturated and hydrogenated substitutes that we've been recently using. That's why when I post things at home, if you guys watch my you know, IGTV live videos, my Instagram stories, or if you guys are watching on YouTube right now and follow us on YouTube, Real Food Hustle is what I always preach. And again, do I like cinnamon rolls? Shit, yeah, I do. Do I like pizza? Yeah, I do. But 99% of the time, I try to eat things in the realest form because I feel better that way. And that's, the, I believe, that's the way nature intended it, and that's the, the way I believe we should consume it for the most part. Now, they're always going to be outlying things, but why throw in a bunch of man-made bullshit if you don't need to, when you know the real stuff is giving you what the body actually needs? And and I know it's confusing to try to tell yourself that saturated fat isn't bad, like you know we you once thought or, or probably were programmed. However, it's important to realize like. You were fed lies and, and deceived for many years in a lot of areas of life. I think now we're we're starting to see that in the world now as there's a little bit more transparency with things. Uh, but all these things that we were told, like oh, you know, eating fat will make you fat, and like put every, and then all of a sudden it's going these low fat diets, and then they upped the sugar and the carbohydrates and all the other, you know, processed shit. All that did was make us fatter, sicker, and more unhealthy. And so we need to change the way that obviously we are thinking about things. And so the bottom line is that saturated fats, like that are found in well, let's say bacon, can and should fit into a healthy diet, inside you know healthy caloric ranges, inside healthy macro ranges, and that like bacon fits into a diet that is low in sugar, uh, a diet that is low in processed carbohydrates, a diet that is low in synthetic chemicals, but high in fresh organic if you can, low pesticide fruits and vegetables and organic meats and fishes and nuts and seeds. And shove as many can greens up in that as you can. Obviously, that fills into vegetables. But I have to say that the more greens you guys can eat, the better. And so that's how bacon can fit into a diet. Bacon does not fit in when you're crushing 14 beers and eating a sleeve of Oreos. And then, well, Jeremy said I could have bacon. Nah, bro. That, that's not where I'm going with this. Like, you can eat bacon and i think it's a, a healthy thing to throw into your diet if you have no underlying crazy health issues and nobody's giving you any other you know, dietary restrictions if your diet is low in sugar and processed shit and chemicals and it's high in vegetables and organic meats and in fishes and nuts and seeds and those types of things so if we take it a step further here the essential omega-6 and the omega-3 balance and you know, what about the omega-6 fats in bacon? Now, some people feel that bacon and other foods containing omega-6 polyunsaturated fats should be minimized. And the focus should be placed on omega-3s, such as your fish, your flax, your certain nuts, which both are true. And, uh, kind of untrue, too. I throw chia seeds up in there, too. I love chia seeds for omegas, and I love salmon, too. Uh, It's correct. We should try to keep a fairly close balance between the omega-6, which is found in most meats and some nuts and seeds, and the omega-3 fats, but we can't completely eliminate the omega-6 in favor of the omega-3s. Not only is it almost impossible unless you eat completely fat-free meats and avoid all nuts and oils, but your body needs... Omega-6 is because they are essential, meaning necessary for proper metabolic and physiologic function. It's more important to maintain a healthy ratio of omega-6 found in foods like bacon, which omega-3 is found in DHA-enriched eggs and omega-3 fishes. For example... A good breakfast, for a lot of you guys, if you eat breakfast, or if you're not a breakfast person, lunch, dinner, snack, it doesn't, I just say breakfast because people uh, equate bacon and eggs, like with breakfast, right, uh, but breakfast food works just as good at midnight if you've ever been shit-faced, and you're rolled up into a Denny's at 1am, tastes all the same, or if you're from the Midwest like me, a Perkins, uh, or where else are you guys familiar with, probably Baker Square, if you're on the West Coast, Sherry's, they're all kind of the same place, uh, man, I've not been to a Perkins in in so long, and it's so cheap, uh, too, you get, like, your omelet, and they'll bring you, like, hash browns, maybe a little cup of fruit, and, like, three pancakes and syrup, it's, like, ten bucks, uh, man, the the things I did as a kid, you'd be, like, just hammered shit-faced, you could get, like, you'd get, like, what I would do, this is what I would do, this is off topic, this has nothing to do with this podcast whatsoever, and I'm probably gonna lose my train of thought completely here, but, uh, You'd roll up into perkins at like 1 a.m just hammered and i'd get like a chicken tender melt but like also pancakes with like honey mustard sauce and ranch so it's like you got your french fries and in the midwest you put ranch and everything so it's what you do and you got your chicken tender melt and you're dipping it in your ranch and then you're taking you're dipping in your uh, honey mustard sauce and then you're dipping your fries into your ranch and then you're crushing pancakes too after you probably had about 20 uh butt heavies And uh, that was my life. And, And the fact that I'm still here breathing is utterly a miracle. But people still do that kind of stuff. And that's why we are in the boat we're in as Americans and not healthy. But I digress. The point I was driving at, it's important to maintain that healthy ratio of omega 6 foods found in like your bacon and the omega 3s found in like the DHA uh, enriched eggs and the omega 3 fortified eggs and like your omega 3 rich uh, fishes like the salmons I mentioned. So an example of a good breakfast or any meal for example would be a combination of a few slices of like legit bacon with the omega 3 eggs topped with let's say organic salsa and avocado. That's a pretty delicious and legit meal, if I do have to say so. So, I want to walk in like three more things here and I'll get you guys out the door. We're talking the science of bacon fat, right? So, back in, I think it was like 2003-ish, the research study at the University of Alberta is looking at the effects of high bacon fat... Diet compared to like a high palm oil diet on the cholesterol synthesis and the inflammation profiles of 10 healthy men And so they cooked food for these guys every single day uh, They ate what was given to them and they ate things like uh, BLT's which you guys are familiar It's the bacon, lettuce uh, And lard uh, tomato sandwiches. I guess you call them BLLTs, right because they threw the lard up in there Just to make sure they had enough fat uh, and then hash browns cooked in lard And then bacon and eggs also cooked in lard and uh, after six weeks on each diet, uh, their blood was analyzed, their cholesterol synthesis rates, cholesterol and their triglyceride concentrates, uh, and obviously the, the markers for inflammation. Um, they looked at those, and what they found was that the high lard diets compared to the high palm oil diets produced significantly lower total cholesterol and total cholesterol HDL levels. ...with slightly lower LDL cholesterol and inflammatory marker levels. And you guys are listening and saying, Jeremy, I don't know what the fuck you just said. Well, what that means is that the fat from lard may be less uh, inflammatory uh, than the fat from the palm oil. Now, that does not mean palm oil is bad for you, but it suggests that the lard may be better when you consume it often. So... Just a side note, I thought I'd throw that in there. It was interesting as I was reading it, and even for me, it took a little bit of brain function to decipher. So, when we're talking bacon, what is the best bacon to buy? What's the best route to take? Which one would you suggest? Now, choosing a healthy bacon. Now, that we understand that the fat from bacon is not inherently bad for you when paired, again, with a healthy, well balanced diet. If you're crushing a sleeve of Oreos, and drinking 10 beers a day don't throw bacon into the mix it's not going to save you from doing anything it's not a life raft so now that we know that the fat and bacon is not going to kill you if your diet is well balanced and it's not harmful to your health um i wouldn't go out and immediately go purchase uh every single bacon that you find at the store and eat it every single day first You need to look for a bacon that is as close to natural as possible what does that mean i would focus on one if you can that is nitrate free and nitrate the sodium nitrate is a preservative used in bacon to not only prevent spoilage but also keep bacon like a nice reddish color if you will now however nitrate um, is also known as a carcinogen um, which can be related to an increased risk of certain types of cancers. So there's a million studies on that. I'm not gonna hash that here, that's for different podcasts altogether. So what I'm saying is if you guys decide to like choose a bacon to help you either stick to a lower like carbohydrate diet or just eat instead of, you know, your typical toast and jam, make sure you choose wisely and a natural nitrate free bacon is probably going to be the best. Now with bacon, you don't have to worry about the pig being full of like artificial uh, and natural or like the you know the shit hormones uh, because I don't think they're allowed to use those on pigs if I'm not mistaken. But again, I always err on the side of like you know farm fresh, uh, organic, preservative free, nitrate free, hormone free, antibiotic free, like all basically make sure they didn't pump them full a bunch of shit. To make them grow and then feed that shit onto you is what I'm saying. Now, the reason bacon became uber popular like in obviously carnivore diet uh, or if it's in like uh, the keto diet is because you can plug it in and it fits because there's no carbohydrates in it. And so you can stick to a lower carbohydrate diet because you're eating like a little bit higher fat. And I do tend to find bacon helps you be satisfied and so satiety, satiation, like how the brain and the gut communicate. Those higher fat, higher protein diets, you tend to be fuller for longer and it is more satisfying. I'm the first one to tell you, if I'm gonna eat a burger, um, even if it sucks, you throw bacon on it, it just makes it a little bit better. Bacon is kind of like peanut butter. Like I think if you throw peanut butter and like a banana into a protein shake, it automatically takes it from a, a terrible protein shake to a pretty good one. You can take anything that's like, even if it isn't cooked great, and throw bacon on it, at least makes it probably palatable. Like your your chicken that you kind of messed up, throw some bacon on it. Bacon-wrapped chicken just tastes better, right? Like, shit, you can even mess up, even if you got shrimp, bacon-wrapped shrimp. Uh, you can take a burger, throw some bacon on it. Even if you've messed it up on the grill, bacon just makes it taste a little bit better. So, again, there is a place for bacon to be healthy, uh in its natural form in a again, in a well balanced diet. So I think for a lot of you guys it can help you eat a better breakfast if you're breakfast people. And so now that, you know, bacon is, you know, I would consider like a safe or legit breakfast food. You can use it to you know not only A enhance the taste of your eggs and maybe help you skip like the toast and the muffin and the jams and again i'm not saying you can't throw those in and there isn't a place for them but for a lot of you guys starting off your day with like toast and jam and muffins and bagels is just like it's all downhill from there it's like why are you gonna punt you know 30 40 50 60 70 carbohydrates right off the bat and now you got to go the whole day you know trying to kind of squeeze in everything else around your macros i think it's easier for most people here that we coach and talk to if they start off their day with a higher protein higher fat breakfast with maybe just some fresh veggies, uh they tend to be more successful throughout the day because if they do fuck up at lunch or dinner, they do have they can buy themselves some space they haven't already you know tanked it in ate eighty grams of you know bagel carbs to start the day because they were too scared to throw some bacon up in there so obviously, we know bacon can en- enhance your breakfast but it can also enhance the taste of your favorite salads at lunch. Or even at like a side dish at dinner. Or again, like I mentioned before, if you messed up the meat, just wrap that shit in bacon and I think you guys will be okay. So um, no matter what you choose to do, like with your diet, bacon or not, just remember that bacon isn't inherently evil or bad for you. And it's not going to ruin your health if everything else is on point. And also when eaten in the context of, again, like I said, a low sugar in unprocessed diets, um, it'll not make you look, you know, like you got the belly of a pig, it'll just enhance the flavor of your food. And I, I think it can fit in all the same. And I think you'd be better off eating a legit, you know, real version of of pig bacon than like, a you know, a nitrate packed processed shit version of like a turkey bacon, even if the macros might seem friendlier on the the fake version of something, I think over time, as long as you can make it fit into your day, the real version of bacon is going to be better for a lot of you guys. Um, We don't buy it at our house a ton, uh, just for the fact of I'm too lazy to make it. I did for a long time. I got in the habit of like where I would throw it into a lot of things. I just haven't recently, maybe because the world has been weird, I'm not sure why, but for a long time I would do... uh, my eggs and bacon I've done I've went into a lot of chicken sausage lately but I will say this I do go to this place uh, by our house salads to go which is mostly, I think almost everything, I don't know if everything on the menu is organic, so don't quote me on that, most of their stuff is organic, like the meat, the veggies, it's great, and I don't know how they do this shit so fast, like it's the fastest drive-through salad place ever, but I'll get a Cobb salad there with double chicken, now I take out the tomatoes, because I hate the texture of tomatoes, it creeps me out, uh, I do like tomato sauce, I like ketchup and things, I just don't like tomatoes like that, but I take out the tomatoes, but the rest of it I eat, and part of that Cobb salad is obviously bacon, um, it, it does just make it taste better. It's, it's chicken, it's bacon, it's avocado, uh, it's all the things that are on a Cobb salad. Which you know, there's eggs on there. Uh, it's great. My point is that without the bacon, I think it would be fine, but it does enhance the flavor of it. If I make burgers at home sometimes for friends or people, we have guests come over. Uh, I'll basically you know I'll grill up that and then throw some bacon on there. Even at Thanksgiving time at our house, I've grilled I've grilled turkeys before. Uh, Now we just do Whole Foods because I'm way too lazy. It takes way too long. You grill something for like five to seven hours and it takes 10 minutes to eat it and people are done. I'm like, it's such a, it's not rewarding to me. I do like to to grill like meat and cook, but man, for five, seven hours for people just to eat it in 10 minutes is really just a deflating thing. But when I had grilled a turkey before, my old man actually turned me on to that years ago. Mm -hmm. Remember, he grilled a turkey. uh, I think I was probably in college that's the first time we did it but uh like on a on a like a charcoal grill like a Weber so you put the charcoals on the outside uh you create like basically like a circle so the middle is uh hollow and then you just like you would put your turkey in the oven you put it in your your pan uh you put it on the the grill I mean you pack that bad but with butter like crazy uh like you know probably like four or five sticks of butter I don't have the recipe in front of me and then What I would do is I would take bacon and I cover the entire turkey, every piece of the skin with bacon. And then obviously you cover it with tinfoil and you grill that thing. It takes hours and hours and hours. But two things it does. One, it helps preserve the skin so you guys don't burn it if you're going to grill a turkey. But two, that bacon on there that you've just been letting cook for hours and obviously basting with butter and butter and butter, man. It's like drugs, dude. But the point is, is that a lot of times, even if I make uh, just burgers at the house or carne asada or something, I'll take some tin foil and I'll just throw some bacon up top uh, and just grill it and it enhances uh, the flavor of anything we're going to do or you chop it up. And you, like I said, you can throw it in salads, you can throw it in your eggs or egg muffins or, or basically anything you do into your shrimp dishes. Uh, again, it's it's like those things like ketchup. Or ranch, or peanut butter, or bacon. It just—it's like cardio. It just makes everything better, right? Uh, it just makes everything taste a little bit more fancy, and uh, I think that's a great way you guys can throw it in. And we do it at our house just for the fact of again, my wife and I—we eat similar. Uh, we eat very a lower. I don't say very low carbohydrate. That's, uh, that's very low is a relative term. I eat a lower carbohydrate diet. It's minimally processed. We don't eat much sugar. I probably eat more sugar than she does on average because I've been so addicted to blueberries lately. I've been eating like 6 to 12 ounces of blueberries a day. I don't even know how much sugar is in that. Uh, I don't think it's a ton. But uh, I'll eat more fruit than her for sure on average, and I probably have a higher sugar count. But again, I'm a bigger dude, and so I can burn more calories, so it's just fine. But uh, other than that, we don't eat a lot of processed shit. One day a week, we'll maybe go crazy with it. And so uh, I do think if you guys are eating healthy, it's a great way to... And honestly, here's my take, and I'll let you guys go. I think it's it makes it easier for you to have a sustainable, you know, nutrition plan and diet when you enjoy what you're eating. If you think health food sucks and you hate what you eat every day, it's gonna be impossible to stay successful. And if you're eating already, you know, a lower sugar diet, lower processed diet, lower carbohydrate diet, if you can find things you truly enjoy and it can enhance the flavor of things, you're more likely to stick with it for the long term. Again, I'm not saying throw 14 pieces of bacon on everything, but in moderation, it can fit into your day. And when when you enjoy what you're eating, when you like what you're eating, you're less likely to quit doing it because A, you actually enjoy it. It would be like you like having sex, right? And you're in the middle of having sex, You don't just like quit in the middle because like, ah, this sucks. I want to do something else. Like, no, you enjoy the process of it. So you keep going. Like you do the same thing with food. Like if you like eating bacon and you know, it's helping you towards your goals, you're more likely to keep eating bacon. You're not going to quit and then turn to cake. Does that make sense? what I'm saying like you have to enjoy the process with everything in life. You have to enjoy the process of it. You have, it's like your workouts. Yeah. Some of them are going to suck and be terrible. But at some point, you have to enjoy the physical activity. If you don't, you're going to make every excuse not to do it. It's just why people make every excuse not to eat spinach, not to eat kale, because they probably don't like it. So if you can make these things a little bit sexier by doing things around it, then why not do that? And if bacon can be that thing for you, throw it into your diet, and again, in all the ways that we recommended here earlier. So hopefully that helps. And we'll title this podcast, I believe, The Truth About Bacon, because I think that's the truth of it. So uh, throw it on your things in moderation. And again, if you're already eating like shit, it's not going to help you. It's not going to save you. I'm not giving you a free pass here to do stupid stuff. Obviously, if you guys are listening to me, I'm assuming you're above average intelligence. And you guys are making already amazing choices in your rock stars. And many of you are much, much smarter than me. And uh, so don't be afraid of it. And again, just educate yourself. And again, if you're really worried about it, talk to your doctor, talk to your physician, see what they think, and go over the entire scope of what you're eating and how you're eating with them. And my only asterisk with that is just make sure your physician is educated and your physician knows what they're talking about in terms of diet and nutrition, just because I know a lot of, you know, just general practitioners, like your general family doctor, they probably had a nutrition course 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And if they're not really into it themselves and they haven't been studying it sometimes they just don't put, you know, the amount of time, effort, energy they need to into understanding like what can help people uh, find that balance of being healthy. And again, that's why I say food is the hardest thing because nutrition is different for all of us. We all react differently to foods. There's certain things we can get away with and, and certain things some of us can't and you have to make the choice for you and, and find what's going to help you be the most successful. But for me, uh, I tend to do better on a higher protein, higher fat diet and a lower carbohydrate diet, not just in terms of how I look, which Yeah, that's important what I do for a living, but how I feel, really. And I think a lot of you, you know, you're going to get rid of a lot of inflammation in your body when you cut out a lot of the the breads and the cereals and the pastas. And again, I'm not vilifying them. There is great ones out there, and obviously in moderation they fit. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the shitty ones that people just, you know, can't seem to kick and, and make excuses of because it's just like this cyclical you know, shitty eating cycle and this yo-yoing and this roller coaster ride that they do of unhealthiness. And I'm trying to get you out of it anyway I can, and so hey, maybe bacon can be the thing to do that. So, again, this podcast was brought to you by my homies over at Beam. If you guys want to try any of the Beam CBD products, hit me up. The Jeremy Scott Fitness code will always get you twenty percent off. Always, I can send you the, the the link directly. Um, And again, I'll let you guys know exactly what I take and how I take it. I've been on the Dream Capsules lately because it does have a little bit of uh, melatonin in there, the L-theanine, and obviously the magnesium with the CBD. So I do find it helps me stay asleep. And uh, especially during this time of life, uh, I think getting quality sleep and not stressing and going crazy is probably one of the most important things you can do. And so anything that can naturally help me do that without the aid of like some harsh-ass pharmaceuticals which i think will do way more harm than good i'm all for getting on the cbd kick and so if you guys are interested hit me up i'll send you the link everything's 20 percent off on the site if nothing else it'll help you maybe get rid of some anxiety and some stress and, and help you get a better night's sleep which we all know is important for our immune system and for brain function and to repair and recover and just to you know to not be walking around like a zombie all day so if you guys are on itunes right now stop don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment under ratings and reviews and share this episode with a friend or family member if you think it can help them. Same thing if you were on your MacBook or your iPad. Go to the iTunes icon, ratings and reviews. Five-star it. Drop a couple sentences. Truly would appreciate it. And if you guys want to hear anything else on the podcast or some guests, shoot me a message. I'll try to get them on as soon as, you know, we can all get together again in the world. I might get some people in... Uh, in the office this week just for the fact of the world is is closed here again so uh if i can get you some good quality podcast guest social distance of course uh i'm happy to do that some interesting fun people just to drop uh, you know some knowledge or some fun stories on you guys i'm happy to do that and other than that man i'm just uh i'm just taking it day to day like you guys because i can't do anything else other than just take it one day at a time because everything is changing and shifting so quick it's hard to keep up, man. It really is. But uh, we are working on our Sunday Advanced Face Melter program, which will be the next program. Not Face Melter. Our Face Melter program just started today. See, I'm losing my mind. Uh, our Sunday Advanced Metcon series will be the next program that we probably launch. Our 47-day was in the docket, but I know all of you guys love those terrible Sunday sessions we put together. So my goal is to get like 25 legit and then with some, with some mobility and recovery stuff in there, because there's no way uh, you can go through all those advanced Sunday Metcons back to back to back to back to back. It'll, yeah, I can't even do that. It'll crush me, man. So I'm going to try to do that in August. I think it's fun and a lot of people are probably still stuck at home then. Hopefully not, but who knows? And so I'll try to get something fun for everybody that is challenging. That would definitely will be advanced. Uh And it surely isn't for everyone, but, uh, It'll be fun in like the grossest way way possible. So that's what I'd look forward to now. But our face melter people are actually starting tomorrow with their day one. And we'll rock with them for five weeks. But again, if you guys got questions on programs, anything we do here, anything I take or training, you name it, just uh, shoot me a DM or send me an email. I'm happy to get back to you. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, As always, stay safe and stay sweaty. And uh, until next time, Eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.